You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room on News Talk 770. Today, we continue our discussion of potential impacts of proposed changes by the federal government to the Income Tax Act. These changes have been the subject of much debate across the country since they were rolled out in mid-July. Today, we'll look at income splitting, what it is, how it's used as an income tax tool, and how its use might change, depending upon what the federal government decides to do on the tax file. Around the table are Lisa Hanfield, Sanjay Niker, and Norman Ewing, members of the team at Macmillan Estate Planning. Let's start this conversation by defining income splitting. Sanjay, want to start us off? Well, in a very uh, general sense, income splitting is basically taking an income that would have otherwise gone to one or two individuals and splitting them amongst your family members. Long ago, CRA, um, the finance, stopped us from income splitting with our minor children, and we have not been doing that because we couldn't. Any private companies that declare a dividend from a private company cannot be income split with a minor child. But they allowed for income splitting with family unit adults, so adult children and wife, and they're looking to now stop that. And that's where we're at today. And as Sanjay points out, you know, in its simplest form, income splitting is really just that transfer of income. And so, you know, generally you're going to have someone that's in a higher income category. And, you know, Canadian, uh, you know, tax law on the individual level is, is, of course, set up with graduated rates. And so if you earn less income, you pay less rates. Uh, if, if you have higher levels of income, there's higher rates associated with that. And so often you get a, a you know, a situation where one one person has, has, has a lot high level of income, another spouse or family members or, or other people, uh, you know, uh, familiarly related um, have lower amounts. And so there's different strategies and different ways to split income. But what uh, can be pretty common is using a corporation uh, because uh, with a corporation, you may have multiple shareholders. You may have, uh, you know, that original person with, uh, you know, the high income, they may bring a spouse in, they may bring adult children in um, basically to transfer or shift that income come from the higher um, income individual into the hands of a lower income individual to perhaps pay less taxes um, overall for the family. Let's do a case study on this just to illustrate the point. Sanjay, let's talk about a medical doctor income splitting with a spouse. Medical doctors, they have their professional corporation through which they earn their income. And that income is taxed at a small business rate of 12%. And let's say they need 200000 to live on. Now in Alberta, their spouse can own non-voting shares of their professional corporation before they were not allowed to. So through that vehicle, that 200000 can be split amongst the husband and the wife, and, and dividending out 200000 to two individuals will result in significantly lower taxes versus giving it all to the, the doctor. Okay. That would be essentially summarizing that. And so you have that transfer of income. If the doctor ordinarily would have declared $180,000 on the doctor's tax return and the spouse has lesser income of, say, $20,000 on their tax return, they're using that corporation, that professional corporation, um, to transfer income um, from the higher earner into the lower income's hands. So maybe both of them declare close to $100,000 uh, in tax. And as a family unit, they pay less taxes. 
But I think it's important to remember that these changes are not only aimed at, you know, your professional doctors making 200000 or more a year. It's aimed at every small Canadian-controlled private corporation, which would be, you know, every family-owned restaurant, lots of franchises, um, you know, your local fitness studio. Many businesses are set up as Canadian-controlled private corporations, and these uh, tax measures are going to apply equally to them. And so I think a lot of Canadians are questioning whether that's fair. And sometimes we look at the doctor and kind of demonize the the high income on that side. Um, but the reality with these changes is they're, they're affecting all types of businesses and they're limiting the decisions that the businesses can make. Uh, they're limiting the flexibility and the options. Um, and so, uh, you know, businesses, uh, you know, are, are going to be much more limited under these new rules um, and, and may reconsider a lot, of, a lot of different parts of that business um, if they don't have that flexibility. So you're looking at, in the case of the doctor, his his income level or her income level might be half a million dollars a year, but there may well be some deductible expenses out of that, like staff and office space and uh, things of that nature uh, to, to obviously reduce the gross income. Uh, on the other hand, you may look at the owner of a, an M&M franchise who's making $60,000 a year based on the uh, on the operation, who has the same kinds of staffing issues to uh, run the store unless he's a uh, he or she is running it all by himself, um, who has minimum wage demands that are mounting, um, and who now is being uh, looking at the potential for changes in, in tax uh, rates and tax structure at the national level and saying, how do I stay in business? Well, and these will affect the decisions that uh, these these business owners make. Uh, do I hire another person? Do we have to cut costs and let someone someone go? Uh, what uh, what sort of expansion uh, and, and investment uh, um, can we do? Uh, and, and all of those sorts of things are, are going to be reworked for businesses and, and not in as positive a way uh, if, if these rules come into place. Let's talk about children within the family unit. So mom and dad can, can income split. Uh, children below the age of 18. Are there any options for them as it relates to the proposed changes or the current situation uh, in tax? As it stands now, no. Children under the age of 18 were, were not being utilized in, our, in the previous regime anyway because something called a kitty tax would apply to that. Uh, but now they're looking to apply those same measures to kids who are 18 to 25 years of age, for example, and the same split income rule would apply to them. Norman, let's deal with taxation of the individual rather than the family unit. Uh, from the point of view of income splitting, what, uh, what circumstances or what um, advice would you have for clients? Well, and this is really why uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, strategies uh, around uh, income splitting, uh, because, uh, you know, taxation in Canada is really focused on the individual. Uh, You know, so unlike in the U.S. where you may file a a joint tax return with your spouse, uh, here in Canada, uh, taxation uh, is really assessed with the individual. So, you know, each individual is going to have their particular uh, declared income. They're going to have their particular deductions. uh, They're going to have their particular tax return. Uh, And that's why, uh, you know, we've uh, we've been using, uh, you know, corporate 
corporations in the past to uh, perhaps um, split or, or transfer income from uh, from different family members from from uh, you know between spouses or, or maybe uh, to adult children um, a, a, as an opportunity to uh, balance that out a bit. Uh, you know, we looked at um, you know a, you know kind of the doctor uh, scenario where uh, someone's earning a higher uh, higher income, hundred and eighty versus twenty thousand, using that to balance it out so they pay similar taxes. Um, you know, as a family unit, um, as say uh, you know two individuals that uh, that both have jobs earning a hundred thousand dollars. But I think the important thing that we got to really look at. Uh, with these these tax changes is they're going to impact um, people that are looking to start up business. They're going to impact people that are already in business. And so, you know, we've really got to look at the specific details of these people's plans or their existing business structure um, to see whether it's advantageous to continue in that fashion or whether we want to change it. Um, you know, is there an advantage if these rules change, to stick with the corporate structure, or do we want to look to other forms of, uh, of structure like partnerships? Um, and so that's what we have to do on an individual basis with all our clients or, or anyone interested in this. Uh, you know, if they're starting up, we've got to um, you know, review that analysis. Uh, if they're already in place, um, it's perhaps more important to look at these rules and say, do we continue um, or can we continue as they have, or do we need to make some uh, serious adjustments? And I think that's important. Important to remember, um, because draft legislation was provided, we do have some uh, indication of where the government is planning to go with these particular changes. And again, as Sanjay mentioned, the deadline for implementing planning prior to the new legislation taking effect is going to be December 31st of this year. So it's not too early to start planning. No, and it's not too early to uh, see your your financial advisor without delay to see how you are impacted. If you have a business plan or a life plan, these changes are going to impact you. The question is how. The answers aren't completely clear, but you need to talk to your professional immediately to find out what the potential changes in, and the impact might be. And Peter, the interesting thing that uh, you know we've discovered with talking a lot of people and and having people to come to us for this planning is, uh, with with small businesses, a lot of people get into a bit of a rut with a business, and so they may do things in a particular fashion, and and, and they've always kind of done it in this fashion. Uh, maybe they've had some advice years ago, um, but they haven't really um, reviewed uh, you know a lot of the structure of the business and a lot of the long term strategy uh, with respect to how to best um, operate that business, or if that's the best. Uh, model for them. And so, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, what uh, people really need to take away from, uh, you know, these these proposed changes that are on the table is that change is coming to taxation for corporations. Um, and, you know, you may have done business in a particular fashion, you may have got used to things and comfortable about things, um, but you really need to review that and, and you need to um, reassess what your options are um, and plan a strategy based on that. There may be some things that we know already that we want to put into place right away. There's other things that we're going to monitor um, and see how this progresses with the legislation. Proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act are liable to have a significant impact on many Canadians. If you are a farmer, a rancher, or own a professional corporation, you should know what these proposed changes mean for you. If you have a life plan or a business plan, you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a plan, Now's the time to develop one. Think about investing 90 minutes in your financial future on Thursday evening, September 28th at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. 
Call the office to register weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan staff have done extensive blogging on the subject of taxation and proposed changes to the Income Tax Act. You should check out the blog section at www.macmillanestate.com to see how you might be impacted by what the federal government is proposing to do. We'll continue our conversation in a moment on The Strong Room on News Talk 770. 